You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 249. In this episode, I'm talking to Lily Koyser about how to take her copywriting business to the next level. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Lily Koiser is a freelance writer and blogger from Vienna, Austria. Lily has built a successful freelance business and also has an online course on copywriting. Lily wants to know how to scale her business so she can ultimately stop working one-on-one with clients. Do you want to build your dream business? I have created an eight-part video series called Build Your Dream Business. Go to signal.com forward slash 249 to sign up for the video series and there you'll also find the show notes of this episode. I'm here with Lily Koiser, and we're going to do an on-air coaching call together. Lily, please tell the audience, listeners, or maybe those watching the video later on, what do you do before we dive into your challenge? Hi, Sigrun. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm Lily Koiser from Vienna, and I've been a freelance writer, copywriter, and blogger for five years. And I help my clients to get found online. So I'm specialized in SEO, copywriting, blogging, and content marketing. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's great. But you are here because you have a challenge. You want to change something. Exactly. Yes. Uh, the first four years of my business, I just wrote for clients. So it was one-on-one. I wrote for them, their websites, blogs, etc. And this year, in the beginning of this year, also when I joined Samba, uh, <laughs> I started to give workshops, like small group workshops where I taught entrepreneurs how to do it themselves, how to write their website copy themselves. And then I turned this workshop into an online course. And then I already launched this course two times already. Yesterday, I finished the second launch and both courses had 25 participants and I got great feedback and everything. And now I'm like, okay, (laughs) where do I go from here? Like, what is my next step? I feel like I don't want to write for clients anymore. I want to show people how they can do it themselves. But of course, at the same time, I'm scared to do it because it's what I've been doing for the last five years and I know how to do it and it works and it's scary for me. It's very normal to be scared about that change. But at the same time, you know you want it. You're ready for it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the best way to do it is to have a plan where you know that you can replace your income. And ideally, to see that income coming in before you start to cancel your clients or or not take on new clients. Yeah. Yes. So what was the price of your course? 
the first time it was 500 euros and now it was um, 547 but when they pay in rates it's either 600 or 650 euros so let's say it's 600 euros okay to simplify it we say 600 euro is the price of your course right now and when you have 25 participants that's obviously not enough to replace your income or let's say you have 50 in one year yes exactly. so you need scale that's what you need you need more people to buy your course i think the price well how long is the course it's six weeks yeah i think the price is okay you could potentially at some point go up to thousand but i wouldn't do that right away i would okay. first make sure you have enough participants so your biggest let's say challenge or project right now let's let's call it project is more positive <laughs> your project is scalability Mm -hmm. When you work very long one-on-one, -on -one, most of your clients probably come word of mouth. You don't have the need for a big email list. You don't have the need for a big community. But now you need to shift that perspective. You need to build a community. So how are they going to find you? The people buying your courses right now, how do they find you? I already built an email list over the last almost two years. So I have around 1,800 um, people in the list. Of course, now some unsubscribe because of my launch, but yeah, that's just what happens. But I always send all of the emails to all of the people on the list. And I feel like I cannot do this every three months. You know, it's annoying to them. So that's not how you launch anyway. So let's talk about how you launch. So you need to build your list around the launches mm -hmm. and focus on a launch list. So when I launch, I do not send all my emails to everybody. I know. I also had a wait list, but it was too small. So that's why I always sent it to all of the people. And I know that not all of them are interested in this course, of course. <laughs> yeah. So in the future, you need to focus on your launch list. And the launch list you built with some kind of a launch activity, whether it's a webinar, three-part video series, five-day challenge. You just pick a launch strategy that you like. I already did all of that. I did webinars. Uh, five-day challenge, three-part video series. But you need 1,000 people on your launch list, not on your email list. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the email list, because you have sent them all the emails in every launch, it's probably dried out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So everybody who wanted to buy had already bought or they're not ready. Maybe they buy in the future. Yeah. But focus on getting 1,000 people on your launch list. Mm -hmm. So is it like a wait list? Because I have a wait list. No. Launch list is when you do your launch activity, maybe a webinar, and people sign up for the webinar. They need to sign up, like you need to send a link to a landing page and they sign up the landing page and you tag them that they've signed up. Then they are showing interest in doing something about their copywriting, learning something new, and the topic needs to be close to what you're teaching in the course. So we call that the launch list. That's an interest list. Sending it to your whole list, every sales email, probably you might actually have ruined potential clients because if they have not shown interest first themselves mm -hmm. and you just assume they're interested, that can have the opposite effect and people are, okay, I'm never going to buy from this person because he's just annoying me. So focus on launch, building a launch list. It's not a wait list. You can surely tell your list about, hey, 
you know, we're closed now, wait list next time, but I don't focus so much on wait lists. It's more if people randomly come on a sales page of mine and then there's a wait list and then they can sign up, but I'm not advertising the wait list. I don't count on the people either. I know wait list is just an interest. And even if I had hundred people interested, maybe 30 buy or less. So wait list doesn't have a big meaning in my eyes. Launch list does because it's close to the decision of either being in or out of your program. Mm -hmm. So when you launch, you pick one launch method and you said you've tried it all. Yeah. That also gives me a hint of you haven't found a way that works for you well enough or you're still testing out things. Like I am of the belief that you have to pick one launch method and do it again and again and again until you perfect it. Picking different things each time then you don't know why it worked this time, why it worked better last time. You you are not, there are too many variables. Yeah. You want to have as few variables as possible. So I always launch with a webinar. I don't do a five-day challenge. I also have clients where they do always a five-day challenge. They've done maybe five five-day challenges and the launch gets bigger and bigger and bigger because they're doing the same thing again and again. It sounds a little bit boring, but... It is the best way. Yes. <laughs> it's the best way to build a business is to do the same thing again and again and do very little changes, mm-hmm. tweaks, so that you know what works. So which one did you like the most in the past? I liked all of them and all of them are fun for me and all of them work. But I did a five-day challenge twice already. But in the end, I sold a product for 49 euros. So maybe that wasn't the best idea. <laughs> No, that's too low price for so much work. Yes. Yeah. So I already thought about doing a five-day challenge next time. Five-day challenges are good for people who are, um, let's say, if you're aiming for a thousand participants. Yeah. Once you have tens of thousands or, or you know, you're, you're getting bigger, launches are not so good anymore. And that's where I think a three-part video series or a, or a webinar is better. But if five-day challenge has worked well for you, then you make sure you do that again and again and again yeah yeah and the goal is to get thousand people in your next five-day challenge mm-hmm. and you need to prepare this well in advance so if you're preparing for a launch maybe now we're recording this in october maybe there's one in january that you think about the whole warming up your audience not necessarily building your list but creating videos, creating some kind of a content. You know, you know, you've been writing content for other people. How can you create content that makes people interested in your business? And yes, there's a freebie on your blog post and all that stuff, but you don't need to necessarily spend a lot of money on list building, but I would spend some money, a little bit, on Facebook ads for awareness to get people to know that you exist. And then I would have really two weeks before the challenge, you start to get people into the challenge. Getting thousand people in a challenge, I don't know what your conversion cost has been in the past, but that can be expensive. Okay. Yeah. So you might want to think about if you have a solid online course, if you have some clients of yours that are willing to be affiliates. Yes. 
Yeah. I would not necessarily talk some stranger off the street. I'm more thinking of clients who love your course mm-hmm. and they're willing to recommend it. You give them a, a, a little, you know, cut 30 or 40% and then they can bring you some more people. It just helps you a little bit for building a list of launch list of thousand. Do you know your conversion rates in the past? Not for this launch yesterday. It's too like soon, but last time it was like 1.3% but from my email list. Yeah. That's why we can't really discuss whether it's good or not because email list yeah. is not launch list. Yeah. That's also why I never knew how to calculate the conversion rate exactly because from the email list, you know, it changes. Like it goes up and down. People subscribe, unsubscribe. Like which number do I take to calculate the conversion rate, you know, or from the sales page or I... You can only calculate from a launch list and you didn't have one, right? Yeah, that's yeah. probably it. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a launch list, if 1,000 people sign up for a challenge, mm-hmm. that's the number you take. Yes, you take the number on the day that the challenge starts, for instance, mm-hmm. or the final number uh, when you open cart. That's what we do. We take the number when I open cart, Uh, the sales webinar where we say now you can go and buy and we look which number we have there if we are not adding more people. In the last launch, for instance, I had five webinars. So we count the total number to the last webinar out of those five as the launch list. So you have a thousand, for instance, and then you sell 30 spots. Mm -hmm. That's a 3% conversion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a good launch is 3%. For the price point you have, I would expect 3% or even a little bit higher, between 3 and 5. Okay. And that's your goal. So I think that's what you you need to now build, you know, because 30 spots times 600, it's still uh, not enough for you to switch over and stop one-on-one. But if you can, you know, increase those conversion rates and maybe have a conversion rate of 8% because your course is not that expensive, then we are talking about how to kind of perfect that launch method and launch your course bigger and bigger and bigger. You may not actually want to launch all the time, but you want to create a method that sells enough spots so you can prove to yourself the conversion rate is at least 3 4 4%. It's not less because if it's less, then there's something wrong with the offer. There's something wrong with the sales pace. There's something people don't understand why they should buy. But once you know you have a good conversion rate, so well above 3%, mm-hmm. I say for your business in copywriting, you should think of automating at some point that course. And you might still have VIP clients. So I work with various copywriters and they have a business model where they do a VIP day. So yesterday, actually, coincidentally, I worked with a copywriter. We met on Zoom, so she's in the US. So we met at 3 p.m. my time. I gave her the scope of the project. I had lists of links of email, sales page, whatever to look at. And then for the first half an hour, we brainstormed on what I really wanted to get out of this VIP day. Then she went off and wrote copy for me. And I could see in my Google Docs, she was writing a copy. Mm -hmm. And then we met later in the day again for a quick brief if I liked what was happening, because I could see all the time what she was writing, which was fantastic. And I could edit, don't like this, comment, da, da, da. And at the end of the day, well, it was like 
9 or 10 p.m. my time. She said she's finished and now I should review it. And we have a quick half an hour session two weeks from now to wrap up any outstanding. Okay. Yeah. That's a cool way to do it. I paid $3,000 for this. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so maybe you want to think about how you can actually still do one-on-one, but in a more higher end way. Yeah. And then launch your course as often as you need to. You might need to do three, four launches before you can automate. Yeah. And you might need to do the five-day challenge first because you like that. Mm-hmm. If you really want to automate, you can't automate a five-day challenge. Mm-hmm. You can true, only yeah. automate a <laughs> webinar. Yeah. That's the only good way for this price point is to actually have an automated webinar. Mm-hmm. So you may want to think about if you write, go into launching with webinars or if you do five-day challenges first. If you like five-day challenges, I would say you maybe do that once or twice. But ultimately, if you want to automate, you need to practice webinars, standalone webinars and see if you can sell the course still just that way. Maybe you want to wait until you have a little bit bigger list for that. I did two webinars and 25 people bought. So maybe next time I can make a five-day challenge and one webinar. Well, a five-day challenge should always include a webinar at the end to make higher conversion. Yeah. I didn't make one. No. The first two times. Five-day okay. challenges alone. Mm-hmm. Always do a webinar on the fourth or fifth day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend that. So pick one or the other. But if you want to automate in the future, that's a webinar. And then look at how you can do some high-end offer. I think you might actually enjoy working with clients that appreciate that kind of copywriting, which is more collaborative than just teaching them or doing it for them. I already offer a high-end package and it's going really well. So maybe I can make like one of them or so per month and work with like really the best clients, the VIP clients, but also the course. Yeah. And I definitely want to automate it maybe in the end of next year. That's my yeah. goal. I would say you take the next 12 months to launch the course several times, create a big buzz, increase your email list to 5,000 people in the meantime, in the next 12 months. And then you can think about automating the course and maybe the course is then up to 1,000 euro in price point because you increase it with every launch. And maybe you need something smaller, something for 100 euro, if you probably have that already. That was my next question. I want to make a smaller course for 100 euro, an SEO course. And if you think now is the right time or after the next launch, like when should I incorporate this part into my business? Do several launches first. Okay. Always focus on one thing at a time and making it really, really good Mm -hmm. and find your perfect launch method. You may still, even if you automate your course, want to launch it once a year because launching creates buzz. It's very good for brand building. And if you just automate, sometimes these businesses that just automate, they fall a little bit in the shadow of all the other businesses that launch. So you, I would always... Even if you have a great automation launching once a year, I still recommend you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Sounds great to me. Sounds great. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to see you launch and finding your perfect launch method. Thank you for being on the show, Lily. Thank you so much, Sigun. Want to build your dream online business? I have created an eight-part video series called Build Your Dream Business 
go to sync.com forward slash 249 to sign up for the video series and there you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.